This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> Mic check, one, two, one, two, what is this? Uh, it's been a minute, but I want to welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of The Real World. And I'm sitting across the table from my man, uh, you always know him, man with the plan, my man 100 grand. I call him my brother, Darren, what's good? Yo, what's good, bro? All right, man, so uh, we also got Dre in the building. He may or may not speak, but he's sitting here th- scrolling through his phone. So if he feels the mood, you want to speak on something, please do. I'm going to make this episode quick because we actually got some place to be. Um, over the last month and a half, I have been traveling like an Instagram thought. While people might ask what that means, <laughs> specifically, <laughs> I have been to L.A. Me. I did. Yeah, you know, I've been on some. Like, I've been on a thotty move. Um, I've been to L.A. What? I've been to Atlanta. I've been to New York. Like These are typically places that the models that we tend to follow on social media platforms either live or hang out all of the time, especially Atlanta and L.A. Now... What makes this interesting is some of the things that I experienced while I've been doing some of these things, right? Um, I will give you an example. In LA, uh, I went for the VC Polo Classic. I don't know how to pronounce the, the real name for the, the champagne. It's Vieux Cliquot. I think that's close enough, but we went for that. So spent way too much money to basically sit around, get a couple bottles of champagne, be drunk off our ass, and people watch. It's literally what we did. What makes this story interesting is what happens after the VC Polo Classic. Now, uh, through some association, I went to this house party for a gentleman that had this white-on-white event. Right. Black dude. House in the hills. Like, I've never been in a house this nice in my entire life. The only person that was not wearing white in this event was this gentleman who had on black iced-out chain black hoodie black jeans letting you know exactly whose place it was so uh i've seen celebrities that i've never seen in person before stephen a smith was in the building my political i won't say political my work crush and not in like a disrespectful way but somebody i'd love to work with being jamel hill jamel hill was there with old boy for those that don't know old boy is her husband they've been married for a couple of years salute to them if she ever hears this i'd love to have an exchange about this now, here's the scenario on what I want to ask you. During the night, I definitely locked eyes when I saw her like, oh, shit, that's Jamel Hill. I'm hyped because in my mind, everybody knows that's one person I'd love to talk to, work with, whatever. If I had her number, that would be like the person that I'd love the most. Like, yo, like I can hit up Jamel Hill. We could talk this shit about whatever. Psh, bet. I'm here. And again, it's nothing like disrespectful. It's just I respect her commentary and like the way that she moves that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... She's chilling by the poolside, uh, basically looking off a cliff with her husband. Do you go over to that woman and talk to her and tell her how much you like her and how much you admire her? Or do you think that you take the chance and say that you'll wait for another time? How would you handle that situation? And I'd love to hear this. Um, The problem is you don't even know if you're going to get another opportunity. That's one. But also, you've always heard that, you know, people be like, when I'm with my significant other or my family, you know, you know how people, celebrities be in the mall and they just want to be regular, you know, they might not want you to come up to them or they might feel uncomfortable. So it's like, 
you have to pick your your poison that night you know maybe if old boy walks off you you can come over and hey like hey i'm a you know i really enjoy what you do or maybe you can do do that why you know why you still there and just keep it you know keep it moving if, if she sparks up you know a conversation like oh what do you do blah 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 you know because everybody got to be somebody to be at that party i'm assuming i mean you've you know you in the hills so i won't say everybody is somebody um but it felt like that if i'm honest you were either a really beautiful woman so that's your connection to get in or you were somebody uh the earn your le- the earn your leisure dudes were there from the podcast mm-hmm. matt barnes was there oh, matt, I barnes saw- there? Okay. matt barnes was there uh Stephen a smith was there like it was some real people there and it's and it's interesting because as i was sitting there like trying to see if like yo do i go in you know what i'm saying like do i get the courage up and say something uh a guy actually spoke to Stephen a smith and i won't forget this shit homie was like yo you know what I'm a, such a big fan of yours, man. Like, you know, I really enjoy watching you on ESPN. And Stephen A. Smith kind of dubbed him. It was just kind of like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Didn't really have too many words for it. Now, I get it. Like, men don't necessarily want to talk or spend a whole bunch of time talking to people that they don't rock with when they're that famous. But now I see Jamel and it's like, yo, do I go on with her husband right there? And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but it's like, do I take this risk that if I jump out there now... I ruined the chance of ever having something meaningful and being able to converse with you in a meaningful way because you're going to remember this incident. Or do I take the risk of saying like, you know what, I'm probably going to be in another space with you and it might be a better time because I I personally believe timing is everything. More often than not, we fuck shit up because we, we don't read the room or you miss the timing and then you mess it up forever. So which way is best? Because again, like you said, you, you're not wrong with your thoughts. Well, you get. You also have to look at the, the the two personalities you're talking about, and and you know the demeanor of Stephen A. Smith is of arrogance. Yeah, he was a jerk, bro. But he yeah. comes off as a jerk on TV. You know, what I mean, that's what you know gets him his ratings, right? So it's like it's not surprising that he might carry a little bit of that from his, you know. Yeah, because that's really him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. Jamel always seems sweet and educated and, you know, on black power and, and stuff like that. I don't think you would have had the same interaction that old boy had with Stephen A. It's like I feel you. And now I'm like, you know, as I've had this conversation with multiple people being back, especially in the time, because I'm like, man, I really should have said something. And it's different. Like, if it was just a pretty girl, like, yo, that's an easy come up. Like, whether you say yes and you like me or you don't, like, we've been doing that all of our lives. But professionally, that meant something different to me. Because it's like, if she's down, not even saying it like, I don't know what I wanted from her. But it's like, that meant more to me than just like, oh, I got the pretty girl at the party. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, eh, I need the timing to be more right. I'm going to sit here in my drunkness and relax because I don't want to ruin my chances forever. Well, I mean, what it can do is motivate you to put you or to make you want to somehow find yourself in a room with her again. Facts. Facts. If I randomly did it once, why can't I go to like, because I mean, I know the dude whose house party was. Now that I know that he knows these people, I ask, yo, you having a party? this? Yeah, I'm I'm coming to LA. And see, that's what I'm saying. And if you do that, maybe next time she's not with her husband. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, yo, what up? Right, and it's still on some business stuff, but on maybe some Detroit shit. What up, though? But but 
it, it may it might make it less awkward. Oh, totally, totally. And totally. then you can get out what you want to say without feeling like ah, I don't know whether I want to do this or not. You'll be more confident about the situation because now you feel like you can have a conversation with just her. Er, I was confident always. Like I'm gonna roll that back. I wanted to be more respectful of the situation. Okay, all right. Well, okay, we'll say respectful. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Like it was never a lack of confidence. It was legitimately like. If I was a famous person and I am chilling with my significant other, how would I feel if people kept interrupting like my private moments? Like, because to me, like I've always thought that was like really weird. Of, well, that's the thing, like, you know. People, you know what I'm saying? Like, they want to they want to feel regular, right? And so if you because had, at if the you end of the day, shit with your family, and let's say Darren is biggest of doing whatever, you don't put, want people to come up to you all of the time. I mean, they, you know. Stephen A. puts his pants on the same way you do. The only absolutely th- the only th- difference is you know. His platform, his bank account, because of what he does. But that doesn't mean that nobody else can do the same thing that he's done. So it doesn't make him any, you know, any different. Oh, I wasn't saying that. I think it's just from the perspective of. Um, well, I'm just saying that, that 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 probably that's probably how he made the guy feel though. Oh yeah, totally, 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 totally. Like I don't think they they spoke much. After like that. he probably looked at him like a peasant. Facts. I mean, the ice on his like neck was basically saying like, "Yo, you are a peasant." Like even Stephen A. Smith came out that joint iced out. Like, but but, but if you, but if you think about it, there's plenty of millionaires. You don't even know who they are. I mean, facts. It's a who's who in that type of environment. You're somebody if you you got invited somehow to that party, right? Facts. So that man could have his own company and be a billionaire. And you don't know. And you don't even know that. That's one of the reasons why I always I'm cool every place that I go. You never know who you're going to run across, what this person knows, who, who they are, how much money. Like, you don't know any of this stuff. And so, like, the way that we assume things because of, like, our own status can come back to, like, bite us in our own ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's super important to, I'm not going to say always be humble, but to just treat everybody with respect. I am really big on that. Yeah, Because yeah, you right. just never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Like, I might run into you once. We recognize each other, and now it's like, yo, what up? You know, you saved me from whatever jam that I was in, and you wouldn't have done that if you didn't know me like that. You see what I'm saying? No, that's true. That's true. Uh, Trip number two. I was in Atlanta. My Atlanta trip went a lot differently than my uh, LA trip. It was still cool, but it was different. Uh, Earlier this summer, one of the things that I'd done, like I go to Atlanta, I have a friend who his homie is a promoter. So we're in all of the clubs. We're chilling, having a good time. This night, that situation didn't work out the same. So we went from having the table to being in Gen Pop. Now at 40 years old, I ain't in nobody's Gen Pop, bro. Like, oh, bro, that's I don't know hilarious. what, I don't know what that feels like anymore. Like I'm either, we all, we just gonna spend the money, have a table, have a good time, or we not. We couldn't do that that night because Rick Ross was there and a whole bunch of athlete dudes. We went to, I think the club was called Traffic, you I been, believe. You've been living good for a long time, my man. So, like, not, it ain't even that. Like, you know, younger me, I, hey, I pay my 20 to get in or, you know, I know somebody at the door, you let me in free. Gen Pop was cool. 40-year-old Darrell, that shit is not cool. Like, niggas be moving, like, mad weird. So, like, I don't want to do this. So, I'll give you an example. When I say niggas move mad weird, we are at the bar. Now, there's not a lot of uh, standing room around the club, so everybody's trying to get out of the way so that, you know, like, you're not in anybody else's way, and you can sort of just chill, post up, talk to somebody, whatever. This is what we're doing. We are at the bar. 
The bouncer comes over and is just like, hey, like, you know, if you're not buying drinks, you got to move from the bar. Now, as he says this to my homeboy, I'm looking at this shit. There is a bar full of people that ain't buying a motherfucking thing. So you feel singled out? I do. Especially because we have a drink in our hand. Um, So there was a dude that was like standing right next to us. Maybe like 20 minutes later, the bartender's like, yo, you know, I'm not making enough money. I feel like I'm not making money because these guys are blocking the bar. So again, it's just like, I, I just bought a drink like five minutes ago. How many drinks do you want me to like, you know, drink down? You want me to drink like, you know, drink and drive or do something right? Well, oh, I got to drink this down in five minutes only to buy another drink. So you feel like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm playing the bar. Right. And here's only a, to buy drinks. And again, this was one of these weird situations because unfortunately, like, Ain't a lot of niggas buying drinks at the bar. When I, this is a very real thing. This is why Park is no longer a nightclub. If you ever ask yourself why they are only a restaurant. That's true. Like, they turned it into a restaurant because you know if you're going to be there, you have to spend money. As a nightclub, you, it's all about square footage. You can pay your entry at the door and never buy a thing and you can be there for five hours. Very easily. So instead, they were like, yo... I know if you got a table in here, you are spending money eating and drinking. I make more money. It never hit me that that was a thing or that like, you know, people go to the club, especially at our age. And it's like, nah, I just want to be here. I'm not going to really spend money. Maybe you don't drink or something. And those people, you know, aside, like I'm not talking about those, but like a lot of people will go and spend nothing. So when this young lady tells us this, it's like, okay, this is time number two. So now here goes arrogant us. I'm with my little brother. You know, that nigga be flexing his money and spending. Um, he's like, yo, well, why don't we just buy a couple bottles of like champagne? Cool, man. I don't, I'm not even a champagne dude. So we pop a couple bottles. Now her energy is different. Now, what did you, where did y'all pop the bottles at? At the bar. At the bar. Because we, we couldn't get a table. Like, again, like people that got millions of dollars were at those. Like, it was all the athletes. We were screwed. Oh, that's right. Because it was a Ross. So yeah. it sold out. Okay. Right. So Rick. Ricky Rose had the whole thing sold out. It is what it is. Um, so I guess my question to you is, would that have made you feel uncomfortable that you couldn't even find a place to just chill and relax and just sort of post up, enjoy the music and the atmosphere? Of course. I mean, that's why I'm there. If 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 I planned on going there to see Ross, maybe copping the table or maybe not. I don't want to be at the bar getting bothered every five minutes for doing something that I'm already doing. I'm already drinking. How much you want me to drink? But that's the weird thing about the club culture, right? And I think why this is sort of like an interesting conversation. You remember when we first started going clubbing, there was no like sections. Um, Cats might cop a bottle, but they walking around with it. Like, I don't remember VIP seating when we were going to the Ritz or VIP seating when we were going to like DC Live and VIP. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a fairly new concept. Um, New being like, let's say in like the last 10 years. When we used to go to Park, well, not Park, when we used to go to uh, Love and Dream, they didn't really have a lot of that either. It was like, of course, like the VIP section that you'd see for like... um, you know, like celebrities. So like when the celebrities are there, they're standing on stage, they have something. They just be behind a rope. Right. But the rest of us were all in general population. The drug dealers that were spending money were all in general population. So wherever you sort of like chilled that, it was cool. 
when did we get to the point that like being regular is not okay? Good question. I think, I think when they started, when they started to put, let me see. Hmm. I almost want to say as the club scene shifted and it became where people weren't really maybe partying like that anymore like maybe you know dancing and and all that it was more so like a a fashion show passing the mic yeah dre got something to say i saw him put the phone down my man felt like he want to say something he's social a fly guy media, social media killed the club scene because these kids now it's all about seeing what you're doing they know they're not worried about dancing they're showing off their outfit seeing what girls they can be with it's all for social media it's just for show when we went clubbing we went to go party have fun see who we can take home we didn't care about no phone the only time you pulled your phone out was to get a number <laughs> right back in the pocket that's true that's a big difference <laughs> and then once that came in it was more so like They wanted to do the tables table thing. And it's not really one person getting the table. It's it's you know, it's for crews. So once that happened, they're almost gonna treat the the, the, the people that don't have a table, they're gonna treat you like you regular. Hey, they don't treat you like you regular, they treat you like you don't exist, like well, you don't matter. Well that's even worse. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Think about what you get when you get a table. You're getting a couple bottles, you're getting seats, right? You're also getting a bottle girl to bring you the bottles with, with, with some sparklers and all that. It makes you look and feel special. Exactly. It's something for the camera. Right. And think about it. Everybody, even the general population people, they be like, oh, look at their setup. That's dope. They're pulling out their cameras for a section that don't even belong to them. Yo, that's real. They didn't spend no money on it. They don't even know if they're going to get invited to your section. Not as real. But it makes you feel, it makes them look like they something. You might not have, it could be your homeboy's birthday and you might not have put up no money on You still going to look like, you know what I mean, somebody. And you just at the bar playing the bar. That don't mean nothing because... Looks are deceiving. That person over there that's playing the bar might have way more money in this bank account than that person buying a section. But that particular night, he might not want to do that. Or he might be solo. Or he might not even choose to spend his money on that. He just want to get out. I mean, you, you never know. Nah, all of those things are real reasons. And I think that we have to stop. Like, I read an interesting statistic, right? Um... I think it's like 14% of the people in the country make $100,000 or more a year. 14%? 14%. Now, when we're talking percentage of black people, that number goes down to, I believe, like 3 or 4%. 3 to 4% of, of black of, people. Of black Americans. Make $100,000. k a year. Or more, yes. Or more, okay. Now, when you look at that, and I think that you take social media, for instance... And you see how all of these people got like, you know, all of the expensive designer brands 
kids are taking trips that we haven't taken. Like I've never gone to Dubai. You Facts. see all the Instagram, like you know, shorties out there. Day twenty five going yeah, to Dubai, and they're doing these a, things. A lot of them. And this isn't certainly to hate on them or be like, nah, because we couldn't do that. How are you doing that? But I am very curious from one perspective: how are people affording all of this stuff? Like it, it took me until I was forty to be like, yo, yeah, yeah. like. I can spend X amount of money in a club and I don't really give a fuck anymore, right? Like, and I'm not saying I didn't do it like years prior, but like I have more disposable income than I obviously had at 25. At 25, I was broke. I'd never, if I keep it a buck, I'd been on a plane like maybe once in my life and that was because it was sponsored by like the job that I had. It wasn't, like I didn't start actually making decent money until I moved to LA. That's my truth. Like, you know, I was a $42,000 a year nigga that was like happy when I made like, an hour or two of overtime because that would make my paycheck, you know, 50 to $60 richer. And I thought that was great. Now I'd have a little bit more money to play with over the next two weeks, right? Like that was legitimately my thing. And now I see all of these people who floss and have all of this stuff. And I'm really like, where are you getting this money from? Good question. Like, tell me, so maybe I could floss a little bit more. Like I want to roll him. Tell all three of us. Cause I- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and again, like I, I do okay, I do I, I do fairly well, but I'm very curious, sort of, how people are moving in a space, or like why we've allowed social media to define like what's okay. Because again, like Shorty at the bar was telling me one thing: if you don't keep spending money, you don't even belong like standing close to here. That is a crazy perspective. That is crazy. But you know, you know something I'm gonna say though. I feel like that might have been where you were at as well, though. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Because I know, you know, we ain't been out in a while or whatever. But I know the last couple of times me and Dre went out, probably was two years ago or something like that, close to it. We played a bar. Nobody's telling us to move. We could sit there and chill whether we drinking or not. And nobody's saying move out the way. You know, you buy your little drink, you sit there, and you buy, you buy another one. Nobody's saying you're blocking from... Because if somebody else is coming to buy a drink, you just move around. Yeah, you know you what give, I mean? Yeah, you give them some space. Give them a little bit of space. Let them order their drink. Because if they're walking up to get the drink, they're probably not about to play the bar. They're, Facts. They're probably about to go to the bar, get their drink, and go to hell where they, where they just came from. Facts. So it could have been where you was at. It could have been the, the fact that they were just being assholes that night. You know, I don't know. I don't know no 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 bartender and 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 bouncer that's collabing like that. Like, all right, yeah, you got to move these people out the way because they ain't, unless they continue to buy drinks. Like, since when there is, is there a time limit in which I gotta get to finish my damn drink? It is now because if you don't finish, you got to get out. And I'll give you an example of that. So we'll yeah, I was gonna say now we'll take it to the third leg of my uh, travels over the last month and a half. I was in New York this weekend. Uh, I was hanging out with my homie who turned 40. He was enjoying his 40, 40th birthday slash like 10-year anniversary with his wife. So it was a family affair. It was nice. It's interesting that you brought that point up because the first spot that we went to on Friday, they kicked out a table because these niggas weren't spending enough money. They were like, yo, y'all stopped spending money an hour ago. Y'all got to go because we got somebody else that are coming to spend some money right now. That, it is a cutthroat world now, Doug. If you are not spending money constantly, 
You've got to go. Well, what is constant? All right, you buy the table, right? Right. Um, but remember, you don't pay for the table. You pay for the bottles at it. There's some places that'll charge you a fee to just sit down at a table on top of like you know having a bottle minimum. What I, I think that those places are like, yo, we're not going to kick you out once you're done with these tables, like these bottles. But like what I've always thought is, OK, let's say you spend a certain amount. Let's say it's, it, it's six of y'all. You're left to split two bottles, right? OK. You split into two bottles. Let's say you get to the club at 1130. Club don't let out till three. So my understanding, I thought you had that table until three o'clock. Not going to be able to do it. Says the club owner, bro. That's trash. Yo, that's the ownership. Yeah, yeah. The pandemic has changed the way that everybody thinks. It is cutthroat out here. The rules have changed. It's no longer, hey, we're cool with you just chilling. Nah, if we're not making money from you at all times, you gotta go. But we sign up for this shit too. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the other elephant in the room. Because we. You know, we we went as a group. So because a lot of people had their wives or their girlfriends, you know, like we wanted to have a place to sit for like the women. The men could stand up and that's cool. But we had two tables at this spot, plenty of seating for everybody. But again, if we weren't spending that cash, would we have been able to stay there? Because clearly they put somebody else out for us. That's crazy. Super crazy. Unheard of. I've never even heard of that. Super crazy. And they cutthroat for real, bro. Dog. Get the hell out. Dog. It ain't had nothing to do with me. That wasn't my people's getting So what are they telling you to do? Buy they, they was like, buy another bottle? I don't know what they were selling them. Like, they just, yo, y'all gotta go. And then it was like, all right, we get to go there. So, here's your table section. Okay. Trash. Facts. Facts. Trash. Facts. And but, I'd, have, I'd have complained. I'd have done. But what does that mean? You already spent your money. What you want? You think they're going to give it back? Where is it in the fine print or something no, that you got to... sign nothing, bro. Ain't no fine print. That you got to bounce or something. What, what rules is you got to bounce? I mean... Have you ever seen a document when they told you you wanted to buy some bottles? There is no fine print. There is no disclaimer. Everything is at the discretion of the club management or owner. You think that this shit is cool because you're spending some money. That's when you, re- you realize real quick... It ain't personal. It's business. Business rules. I got to make this money. We had we were out of business for a year. Pandemic ain't over yet, but they like, yo, we're open enough because that's still a weird thing to me. If I keep it a buck, wear the mask going into a place. Show them your proof of vaccination. Mask comes immediately. The fuck off. Every nigga was doing that shit. Like, so we you walk through the club, get to your little section mask off. Fucking future should have been playing. Everybody in that bitch was masked off. Like, that's the weirdest shit. And I absolutely did go get tested again. I Every time I come home from one of these trips, I get tested for COVID. Because I be doing the absolute fucking most. <laughs> Nigga, I do like the PCR and the rapid test. I'll take the rapid test on Monday, do the PCR on motherfucking Tuesday. Wait a couple days to get my results. Just to make sure. Every fucking time. Yo, these streets is mean, bro. They wicked. Yeah, I haven't really been to a been to a lounge. I ain't been to no club. Nah, I've been fucking out. No shit. Yeah. So I got a funny story for you. Um, before we wrap this up, and you can tell me how you would react in this. So, uh, one of the particular young ladies that was a part of our party, um, 
was extremely friendly. She had a husband. I was uncomfortable the entire first night. This woman would speak. She was in my face a lot. Was the husband there? Yeah, homie was there. And I just thought she was just being mad extra friendly. To you? To me. And where I thought that she like How really- How'd she look? Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Nah, it's irrelevant. Cause like, she's somebody's wife. And like that nigga's right there. Like I don't. I'm one. I don't want to be that guy because I'm not trying to break up a happy. No, moment. no, no. But I'm but asking. Two. No, no, no. But I'm asking. How does she look for a reason though? She was fine. Okay. Like, what reason was that? Because like, I gotta see where this is going. I'm saying because maybe. Well, first go ahead and t- I'll tell you after you tell me how she was acting. So what was the? She had been an habitual line stepper for a while now. What I thought was like the habitual line crossing there. Let's say there's a bathroom that's like right around the corner. She whispers over to me. Hey, can you unzip my dress? I want to go to the bathroom. Bro, time out. What her whole her whole husband was in? Yes. Why she ask that nigga? Thank you. Thank you, bro. You know, that's the most uncomfortable I think I've been in years. Like my nigga, I'm looking at her like, no, why would I do that? Like, cause the minute I go to grab the fucking zipper on your back, you, you, and like, y'all you know fight. Saying? Yeah, we gotta fight. Like, bro, what are you doing? Why are you touching my wife? That's how I would feel. I was, I was gonna ask, how does she look? Because maybe you know, however the situation might be, maybe he, he, if she's maybe less attractive, he doesn't pay as much attention to her. So, you know, maybe he's like, all right, well, you know, whatever. Maybe he knows her and no, but I, damn, I wasn't expecting you to say that, though. Nigga, me either. You Like, like I said, I damn. was so uncomfortable, bro. Like, to the so point where. So what did you where, say? And I said, nah, like, you know, like, you should ask your, your sister or your husband who were both there. Um, but it was really just because, like. I just felt like that was a line too far. And it could have been completely innocent. I am not saying this woman wanted to have sex with me, sleep with me, nothing. It's just certain shit that you don't do when you move in crowds like that, right? Like, you don't talk to, for all intents and purposes, a random man and ask him to unzip your dress. Sure, I'm. there's a level of, like, I guess, like, comfort because I'm a friend of the family, so to speak. But nah, you really trying to have us fight. And I'm bigger than you do. So, like, now, like, he can't beat me up. I'm just, yo, the nigga was not going to beat me up, bro. Like, I'm not getting beat up over somebody's, like, girl that's not mine that I don't want. Hilarious. She did cross the line, though. Facts. Like, I was so different. Like, when I, when we went to a spot Saturday, everybody was like, yo, like, I just thought, like, you know, like, you are a whole different person. Like, was it because, like, the spot we went to for, I will say for podcast purposes, was cultural, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't my type of music, but I can sort of vibe out and hang out anywhere. Spot we went to Saturday, and when Shorty was way from the fuck around me, it's much better. Nigga had a great time. So much so. But you felt more comfortable. I felt comfortable because I wasn't around her. Like, and she had mentioned, she was like, yo, I ain't really seen much of you tonight. Eh, yeah, you know, I'm over here. Like, shit was mad uncomfortable, bruh. Was but that, like was that the only thing that she did though not to say that's not enough but i just thought that she was way too friendly before that and then when she said that that was you know like sort of icing on the cake for me i agree 
Now, here's another funny thing. Women are disrespectful as fuck. I'm dancing with a young lady at the club. We having a good time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Shorty goes basically over Shorty like, yo, are you single? Wait, like, there's a woman right in front of me that I'm dancing with right now. What the fuck do you mean? Like, as a nigga, I would never go up to, like, a woman that's dancing with a guy and be like, yo, are you single right now? Who has that kind of audacity, bro? And she's lucky Shorty didn't swing on her. Because that's all, yo, for me, yo, that's disrespect. Now we got to fight. I wouldn't have been mad. Did the chick that came up to you while you was dancing with Shorty look better than the other Shorty? No. You got to get the hell up out of here. Even if she did, like, no. Like, why would I do that? Like, that, that's just not even smart. I don't know, bro. You could have just pushed the shorty that was on you. Like, nah, you, you, you hear this dude? No, nah, I'm messing with you, bro. I'm playing. Nah, Pimp bro, I've Chronicles never heard that. 101, though. my nigga. Nah, bro, I wouldn't have done that. But yeah, bro, I thought crazy. that was crazy. That's crazy. I've, that's I've, disrespectful, bro. Like, it is rough out here. So that's what I'm saying. Me traveling and doing all of these things, I've noticed a few things. And one of the common themes is... People don't give a fuck. Everybody has just been so caught up and like in the house for so long. They just want to have interaction with people. And it may not always be a good thing. I feel like this is why people wild out on planes. Um, All of these things are connected. And I'm going to assume. I, I think I'm a handsome guy. Like, don't get me wrong. I ain't that fucking fine. Were you going to go through another chick to get at me? Like, come on. I ain't fucking Trey songs, bro. And I'm cool with that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just keep it a buck. Like, I'm very confident in myself. I get play. I'm not that nigga that should be having that kind of reaction. Bro, she felt comfortable with climbing over top of Shorty, trying to get, trying to see what was up with you. How did you react, though? What did you do? I was super cool. I was just like, yo, like, I'm single, but I'm good. Like, nah, that's, you know, like, that's mad disrespectful. Why would I do that? You told her it was mad disrespectful? Yeah, like, that's not cool, bro. You just kept and you just kept yeah, dancing with you kept, kept dancing with Shorty and I like everything. Did cool. you stop grinding? No. You kept so you was talking while you was grinding. Well, nah, we we I stopped because like she got my attention first. No, 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 she got my attention, like truthfully. And then it was like, yo, nah, like you know, we we dancing, like we enjoying this shit, like relax. Oh, la, 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 la. You've had some interesting trips, bro. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's what happens when you travel like an Instagram chick. Like, you be in these clubs, you're in these spaces, some of this shit is weird, some of it's cool. Um, moral of the story is, I really wish that life would go back to normal so I can do my regular thing, because this COVID traveling ain't it. Like, it's been fun, don't get me wrong, but like I said, uh, getting tested as soon as I come home, worrying about if I actually caught COVID because I'm in these streets, how people act when we in these streets, how everyone wants to take all of my money, like, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Yeah, bro. Keep it going, though, man. I mean, um, gotta live. So. Yeah, I'm trying to go to Art Basel, I think, in uh, like December. What's good? Back to Miami, huh? I, I like you see, bro. I, I go to the same like three cities. I might try to go see the Lakers play the Bulls. Like I don't know, like where? Chicago. Hey, even though that's probably stupid because it'll be like zero degrees, but they do play them in December. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Let me know about that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we we actually are talking about that being a crew trip. So, because I, I did look at look at tickets for to see them play the Wizards. So, 
there we go yeah uh any final thoughts bro um dre thank you for like chiming in whenever he puts the phone down we put the mic in front of his face <laughs> but nah bro like i said just keep traveling man you gotta you know gotta get out here and, and that's the only way to kind of get back to life you know back to life oh. back to reality yeah, bro, it's time, to, <laughs> time to hit your russell simmons line bro yeah um we end every episode saying the same thing uh ball players on a rap rappers on a ball my name is Darrell of the Rail World, and hopefully we get the chance to rap with you guys next week. Thank you so much. We out. Peace. Peace.